Welcome back to the Charles Logan Experience. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Mate. Really good to see good you. Good to see you. New microphone stands. Look yeah. at us constantly investing the money that no one gives us. Look at us. Yeah. On, uh, podcasting equipment. Yeah. No one gives us any money yet. for podcasts, and yet we do them on a Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> the day of rest, the yeah. Lord's Day. What a waste of time. Fuck All right. Hell. All right. Yeah. What's going on? How have you been? What are you working good, on? Good. Went to. Uh, Went to Southwest of England yesterday. Did a seminar at Jordan Kirk's gym. All very good guys. How's that? Very exhausting. Yeah, yeah, good. Did it on uh, half butterfly as usual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good session. They're all they're all beasts. Big people units. in the southwest. Yeah, they're big fucking units. I didn't know that in the southwest of England. People people get fucking big. Lifting weights and shit. Yeah, I guess they lift weights. I guess they there's a lot of farming there. Maybe that's it. Just a lot of farmer strength. Big cunts. They were some big cunts, yeah, fair play. And strong cunts as well. Yeah. Not just like, not just fat, but actually big. Shout out Mark yeah. McQueen, man. Yeah. Being fucking yeah, big, yeah. Big up Mark McQueen and those sort of people a lot in that echelon. So what were you teaching? Half guard. Half butterfly guard. That's what most of my seminars have been on. Yeah. Most people request is just half butterfly. Go there, teach it. I'm getting pretty good at teaching the same half butterfly stuff over and over again. Yeah. If people request something else, I'll show something else. Or if people are like... I don't know if I'm just getting super bored of half got half butterfly and they're like just show us anything then I'll show anything but other than that most people just request half butterfly yeah, and yeah. then I crack it out what are you working on at the moment so I'm Last still time was the half Gordon there was the half yeah I'm still doing that uh to some extent I'm, I'm actually so I'm working more kipping escapes now so I'm trying to work the kipping escapes and just get much better at them and uh so you're purposely putting yourself in shitty positions and kipping out of them yeah, maybe maybe I'm just like trying less hard to defend mount and just like letting people say if someone gets to mount, I'll let them get an arm and then I'll try and work to kip to get my arm back, then do the hip escape and then go back to kipping to get myself all the way back yeah. back out. And yeah, as ever working the wrestling, trying to just work like, I don't know, wrestling's a bit, if you don't, if you're not as good at wrestling as jiu-jitsu, it kind of feels like sometimes you just, you don't have as much of a direction. Like, do you feel like you get a bit lost sometimes? Yeah, not not necessarily like if they just did nothing, I could always just do you know start to do my moves. But against like good people, I don't I don't have good strategies. Like I'm not good at yet at switching strategies based on how my opponent is. Whereas in jiu-jitsu, if I see someone's just like like spazzing super hard, then I'm just gonna like play basically play guard and and know that I can just leg lock them and not, not get injured. But for example, for wrestling, I'm not so good at like. I'm basically not good enough that I can just change my game to suit suit the opponent. Interesting. So yeah, I need to spend more time wrestling so I can do that. How's the wrestling going in it's general? Good. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. Every it's Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Was it Tuesday, Wednesday? Monday, Wednesday. Monday, do my Wednesday. private lessons and then uh, every day just wrestle with people in the gym until, unless it's too sweaty then I, then I don't bother. Yeah. yeah. Matt's have been sweaty as fuck at Rodney yeah. Gracie's recently. That's, it's like a that's swimming the problem. Pool. Can't really wrestle if it's sweaty like that because we don't have shoes and I'm not I'm not breaking my knee just for pride. Just no so I don't way. pull guard. Fuck that. I'd rather, you know, break my knee in a submission or something. Yeah. Something proper. Not some... Not some falling some, over shit. Yeah, exactly. Not some just slipping over shit because it's sweaty. No way. Yeah. Risk unrealistic. It's <laughs> too unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. We had Mark McQueen on the podcast on Thursday. Oh, yeah. That, that will be out. That, that'll, be, that'll be out before this podcast, actually. Yes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Mark McQueen. Shout Once out Mark McQueen. Can never shout him out enough. Shout out Shorthead Jake as well. Less impressed, more involved. Yeah. On, uh, YouTube. <laughs> Fucking what a man. What like, man. He's really, loving you. Did you see his last one? Yeah, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, he's so strong and clever and yeah. girthy and yeah. 
Is that him? Wrong. Is he a big unit? No, nah, I don't. Well, actually, I think he is a big unit, but yeah, I was just talking shit because he keeps... He keeps shouting he, you yeah, out. Yeah, he keeps shouting me out. So yeah, fuck it, we'll shout him out. <laughs> shout out to Send Zach him guy. some money. Subscribe to, to him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 top G as well. Shout out to Top G. Free, free up the boys. Yeah, yeah. Innocent until proven guilty. Although, yeah, he's definitely up to something. He's definitely guilty. He's definitely up to something. All right, let's do some questions. Right, um, Escaping chest to chest from half guard. Let's go. That's a, that's a good one, actually. I didn't really have time to think about that when I was writing it down. Uh, so I think you're pretty good at like that, like keeping uh, yeah. keeping that fucking defense in. I feel like yeah. even even if someone's getting like they're like if I get chest to chest on you, you're you're gonna go into like leg entanglements. But even if I'm like really tight, you're good at just keeping that hand in front of your face and just yeah. mist redirecting me. Yeah. So if they're chest to chest, try and keep your elbow in line with your shoulder and hip the whole time, because if your elbow starts to come out, then they can actually like turn you and flatten you off of it. If your elbow's in and they try and apply pressure to it, you can kind of like sneak inside their shoulder yeah and that's how you stay on your side and not get flattened out and if you're on your side it means you can get the butterfly hooks to be effective and stuff if you're flat keep you're not really going to be able to butterfly hook them that well basically you gotta you know you gotta turn on your side so you can butterfly hook at an angle that isn't just kicking them straight up into the air i think that's how it works anyway so yeah escaping chest to chest also if you are flattened out and they do have like a cross face and an underhook like you're basically fucked but you can try and do like knee levers and stuff like that really late late stage or you can just try like really hard bridges to get your elbows back inside you can also do like like set up your hands for a kipping escape for when they land in mount yeah that might be a good one as well so yeah if they have a cross face and underhook and they've connected hands and they jump over to mount if you can put your hand on their hip as they're doing it you might be able to get like a good bridge and kip in one direction free your second hand and then two hands on the hip and then start kipping and stuff like that but yeah in terms of getting like you just chest don't want to get you don't want to get chest to chested at all really like that's the pass that's that's what you're aiming for if you're trying to pass someone's yeah. half guard you get chest to chest you've already started that's the passing sequence yeah exactly that's yeah. It. yeah if you are there try and get your hand like at least in front of their neck or something so you can start to like Make them uncomfortable. Yeah, get tip, a reaction. Make them uncomfortable. Maybe make them change grips from like a head and arm to like just an underhook and head position on the other side. But yeah, if you get fully flattened out, it's basically too late and you fucked up. Try. You can try buggy chokes as well. <clears throat> buggy chokes. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Craig do buggy chokes from half guard where he's like, he's flat. He, they've got the cross face and the underhook. He pretends to scoop the leg and he pretends to give up the knee shield. And then they try and flatten him out and then he swings the leg over for the uh, buggy choke. So that's another good one. Buggy chokes, not to be, it's to be respected. I've started yeah. using that. I enjoy it. You've been getting them? Yeah, I've been getting them. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's good. Like you can push in, they push in extra hard and then you just like shoot the buggy choke. And if they continue pushing in, like it's basically hard. If someone shoots a body choke, buggy choke, it's hard for them to, the person on top to come out as well as they were going in. Yeah. Like it's, it's I don't know. Until people f come up with really good counters to it, I feel like you're better off just trying the buggy choke and then... Try to see if you can get them. Yeah, yeah, see if you can get it. Because most of the time people hesitate for a second. That's all you need to get, like get a frame in or just like like slow them down so that everything they do in the future is going to be very hard. And then you can just like spend a bit of energy to bridge and get your knees and stuff in. Or they'll just start disengaging because they think there's a buggy choke and they'll start giving you space. Yeah, like in general, they'll, they'll do that. As soon as you, they see the buggy choke shooting up, they freeze for a second. If they know they're safe, even if they know they're safe, they'll tend to freeze and like stop for a second to check they're safe. And then you can start to get your knees in or whatever. Yeah. Well, I've been doing a lot of K guard, like trying to just get sharper at K guard, not let people rip their leg out. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are passing north south these days. Yeah. Like yeah, because they watch the J point passing from Gordon. 
you watch the Rutolo brothers stuff, so you can combine the like stepping on the shins with the J point stuff, get to north south, and I find it pretty tiring. If people go to north south, I'm basically trying to like figure out how to be efficient from that position without necessarily squaring up to them. Choiba, K guards. Yeah, Choi Bar, I find, again, I find that hard to hit because most of the time their hands are on your legs. They're not, like, around your head. So to get the underhook is going to be pretty difficult. Uh, but, yeah, I guess Lachlan's got some good stuff on that. But, yeah, if people go north-south, I'm tending to just go go to K-guard and try and find different ways to, like, pummel my hands and legs so I can get K-guard and then enter the legs real nice. Real <laughs> nice. nice. Real nice. So, yeah, that's the goal at the moment. It's not really my goal. It's more like if, if people are going north-south, I'm trying to figure out what to... What's the most efficient way of, of dealing with that? So you're working at that quite a bit at the moment? Well, I just, I feel like other people are working at the moment and it forces me to work it. Yep. It's not really something that I'm going for. I'll, I'll do K-guard though. Like I'll do K-guard a lot when people do like high steps. Yep. So they go, let's say they go to knee cut, they try and step their inside leg back out. So you've just got your right leg like floating between their legs, but it's not really useful you're gonna get fucked unless you switch to K-guard, kind of keeps you safe from the back takes to some extent. So yeah, that's the key. Key details. Key, key details. Key details. Yeah. Okay, we've got another one. What is the best hairstyle to collar tie? Definitely bald people. The best what? The best hairstyle. Yeah, yeah like bald people. It depends on the shape of their head, to be honest, but like a bald guy, you can really like, there's no slippage from the from the hair like hair's always going to be a bit a bit greasy i guess do you not think fucking a bald sweaty head is hard to collar tie no for some reason i feel like you get more purchase like for the most part the, the worst is definitely if people have cane rows or if they've got dreads and and you try and collar tie but you're just collar tying like dreads that might be well you know well conditioned and like really hard, yeah, oh, really slippy, bro. That's yeah. going. If like Cam Rose, especially if you try and guillotine a man in Cam Rose, he's pulling his head out. Yeah, he's basically got tracks like leading your arm out from yeah. his neck. So you're not gonna you're not gonna do shit to people with Cam Rose. So <laughs> I'm getting Cam Rose for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's getting an afro, man. Grease yeah. that afro. Maybe up. I should, but maybe that'd be easier for them to guillotine though. Afro would be all the extra hair around here. It's like not if it's not if it's all conditioned. I could relax my afro. Greased. Just go back to standard how I used to have my hair. Yeah, like Monty Burns. <laughs> yeah, Monty Burns. Shout out Charles. <laughs> Shout out Montgomery. Charles Montgomery. <laughs> what a man. Uh, what a miser. All right, right, cool. Next, Craig Jones, new topics. Just standing up. That is one of the best names of a instructional. Pinning and standing. Yeah, yeah. When Jiu Jitsu doesn't work, just stand up. Yeah. Who's that guy whose balls are hot? Derek Lewis. Just he literally up. does that though. He just stands up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, at some point, it gets so hard to defend using jujitsu that you're better off just standing up. Yeah, <laughs> I get, I get it, but it's 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 more like a conservation of energy thing. Yeah. So you're risking. More. He's also very big and just like go like just yeah. thick, hard to get a hold of. But let's talk about Craig though. Like everyone says that Craig is like ridiculously strong. Really? Yeah, yeah. They say that like. Craig is just extremely strong, like all his legs and everything, like the toe point, all just ridiculous strength. So that might play a factor, but not more than Kane and Durant, bro. Nah, nah, shout out Kane and Durant. Must have hit 100 points last season. Yeah. What a man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Craig, I think the point is basically it gets too, like people are too even in the jiu-jitsu. So if you just, and you, let's say you're getting pinned on bottom, you're just getting tired. Yeah, like the longer you spend on bottom against someone who's like really good at using their legs to just pin you, and then their hands are just hand fighting your hands, 
that's how jiu-jitsu should be and how you're going to get fucked over a long term yeah. staying on bottom. So I guess that's why he's saying just stand up. Yeah. Just, just try up. and get space and stand yeah. up. Because it is less tiring. Let's say like playing guard against someone who's good at passing is, is more tiring than being in a rear body lock against someone. Yeah. Even if they're good at wrestling, they're just fucking ragging you about and you're getting thrown over and over again. I would say it's almost less tiring to just like stand up than it is to actually like bench press and squat people off of you for hours. Yeah, and they're just trying to punish you. And, yeah. yeah, and there's all these tricks to look out for. Whereas I guess if you turn your back, you sort of narrow down the attacker's options like quite a lot. They're, they're going to go for your back, basically. That's it. If you want to do jiu-jitsu, they, like, they've either got to get your back or they've got to take you back down again, which is a waste of their energy, only to put you back in guard again. Interesting. So, and that's what he talks about. He talks about that kind of... I haven't actually watched the DVD yet, but uh, I bought it on Fanatics. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that. But yeah, he's talking about pinning and just standing up. So clearly that's... That's what it's going Yeah, on. that's what it's all about. It's basically if you can get and maintain top position. Like look at Kevin Durant versus uh, Craig Jones in the, uh, in, the in, in the ADCC, right? <laughs> like he was getting penalties for no reason at points. Like honestly, no reason. I'm looking at it like... yeah. He's, he's in mouth. stalling because he's not really moving, but all of his movement is just like very tiny corrections to what Craig is doing. And he's staying in the same position, just pressuring Craig's like hip flexor for ages. And like Craig was saying it himself, like they want they wanted him to win. Like some of the, the negatives were super suspect, basically. For me, it just looked like he was passing or like he's midway through a pass and they just give him negative points yeah, yeah he was getting negative like <laughs> at some point I was looking at like damn they just they just another negative nine for no, ten points yeah, for no reason like yeah, yeah. negative number six and seven they just came in quick succession so but yeah Ke like Kevin Durant was doing a great job <laughs> <laughs> holding Craig <laughs> Craig Jones down in the paint and keeping him keeping him on the floor and I guess and yeah and he passed like <laughs> imagine how hard it is to keep Craig Jones like Pinned. From doing anything. He, he yeah. fucking pinned him. Yeah. 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 He pinned him exactly. Yeah. The whole time. And then like, and he passed carefully and slowly, like realistically. He's fucking good. Kevin Durant, man. Yeah. Like the whole stalling from top thing. I don't know. I feel like if you're not in a like connected body lock in close guard, you're not really stalling. Like they still have a chance on bottom to do something. Maybe, yeah. maybe if, maybe, let's say like, I feel like the stalling rules, it's a bit subjective basically well yeah like you said they wanted him for the fucking yeah Craig to win but, potentially yeah and they wanted like movement and stuff but that's not how it should be you're supposed to restrict movement on top as much as possible so they're just like frozen and you just move around them basically till you land in mount or, or and then turn them and whatever get to the back or get to an armbar or something but yeah if yeah, if you're just like running around all the time it's, not, it's considered not stalling but you're definitely not getting any closer to the pass and like you also have to like wear out people's muscles so it's not going to do if you just push on something for like two seconds, you have to push on the hip flexor for like a minute, two minutes. So you can yeah. call that stalling, but it's more the it's person at the bottom that's yeah. stalling because they're, they're not like, they're not spazzing to get out of it or they're not pushing you hard to get out of it. They're just doing the slow death and hoping that they get stalling calls, which is what I do. <laughs> yeah, boy. Which is <laughs> what I do. Not even going to lie here. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't be stalling on bottom, can you? So no. Even though you can, absolutely. Yeah. But you can definitely stall on bottom, think about it. Just don't do anything. Like so many positions where you can just tie them up, close your legs around them, and then rest for a little bit whilst just like being as awkward as possible. And then as they get out, you go back to like neutral stance. And then as soon as they go to enter, you just try and lock them up again and just stall them there rather than trying to attack. That's the big Dave lockdown man <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah something like a lockdown bro that's uh 
you know, yeah, but he's taking pressure there in, in that situation. Like lockdown isn't necessarily, I mean, is it actually less tiring to be fair? Yeah, there you go. Lockdown's a good a good answer. Where you can just like hold an isometric squeeze with your legs for fucking ages. But it's big Dave is fucking, he'll get yeah. that lockdown and just pin you there. But he is, yeah, he's using it, 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 but he could use it to stall if he wanted to basically. Yeah. yeah, definitely he could use it to stall. Or like just, if there's like 30 seconds left on a round and he locks a lockdown, you you're, moving. you're not going anywhere, buddy. You ain't moving from yeah, Big Dave's lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine he had the Eddie Brother gi pants on as well. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're just going to watch. Basically. He's very good in gi. Yeah. What, Big Dave? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't gi <laughs> spoiled with him yet. Yeah. He told me he invented a choke. Whereas yeah. it's like a loop choke sort of thing where you wrap your gi around. He was trying to explain it in the car next to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really get it, but I believe Doug David's really, really Big good. David. Yeah. He's fucking good. Yeah. He's Fucking he's good, fucking yeah. I bet, I bet his uh, gi game is fucking horrible. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's just... The isometric squeeze is nuts. Damn. And he's not young. He's, he ain't young. He ain't young. 48 years old. Shut up, oh, big dude. disclose his age. Fair play. Yeah. All right, then. Just like that. Just like, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> now the government knows. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right, cool. Next question we've got. Best way to set up a standing body lock. This is from our boy, GGGMRG. Shout out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, fuck, you had another couple of questions. I forgot them. Anyway, best way to set up a standing body lock. So, lots of ways to do it, really. You can body lock from front or back. You can body lock over the arms as well. Uh, like, you can do it over one arm. Sometimes you can do it over two arms, but I guess that's like very rare scenarios if you're a freak Greco Roman wrestler. Uh, what do I like to do? I like to go from, un- like, get one underhook, get the second underhook, or use arm drags to get to the back, or what else like single leg run the pipe to body lock is another pretty good one those yeah pretty standard ways of getting to the body lock like get around your partner we do this get inside their elbows sit back nice nice all these are good options yeah like yeah that's basically it isn't it you've got to either pummel your underhooks to inside or you have to get get behind them where they can't pummel their underhooks or you have to use like a distraction like a single leg or something to get to the body lock oh, like duck unders as well Duck unders? Yeah, duck unders. They might not get you to the body lock necessarily, but they'll get you to like a, a dominant position. And yeah, you don't, they don't necessarily have to be like high energy expenditure as well. It's just higher risk if you don't spend the energy. So like a lot of people do their duck unders like really big ducks and they'll land like miles under their opponent, which is fine, I guess, but you're actually further away from the body lock and you're further away from the double leg. So you want to body lock, you want to do the duck under like as tight to them as possible. Yeah. So you land with like good head to back connection and then, you know, your arms are in range of them so you can grab them. So yeah, duck unders to body lock is a good one. Duck unders. Yeah. Shout out duck unders. <laughs> Super satisfying. Yeah. Shout out Mark McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those, those are good ones. Standing body locks. You could also go from seated. If you're playing butterfly guard, you get your head position, then you pummel your hands to the inside. You know, if they let you pummel your hands and get a body lock yeah. and the head position, then the only thing that could stop you from standing up is them basically like four pointing over the top of you, in which case you'll get the legs. Yeah. If they don't four point uh, over the top of you, then you can just start to scoot your hips out and they're not going to be able to sprawl effectively because your head's under their chin and you can just run them over. Yeah, yeah. I see, I see. Because your, 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 your hips are going to be here, your head's going to be in that position. Yeah. And like your obviously arms are in, are in that position. Yeah. Then you start scooting your hips back in the stand up and just fucking bulldoze yeah, them. Yeah, and you can just kind of, not technical stand up, it's like a, it's, sit, bull- it's a forward technical stand up, whatever you want to call it. Drive forward, bulldoze yeah. them over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that works fucking well. Like a buffalo. Yeah. Shut up. Shout out baby hippos. They know, <laughs> they'll know what it means. Young Stefan. <laughs> they'll get it. Young Stefan. <laughs> Young Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Uh, standing body locks or something. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah, that was a fairly good question. All right then. Uh we got another question on my favourite leg position and entry. Okay, God. At the moment. Yeah, at the moment. It's not my favourite, but it's probably all reliable is K-Guard. Like, if I can lock my hands in an underhook around their leg, yep. I'll be pretty sure that I can get in their knee line. And I feel like people are much less good at countering the K-Guard to the back than they are at countering the, like, from inside leg, other leg positions to the back. Like, I feel like countering from 50-50 positions to the back is way harder than from saddle or from single leg X and that sort of stuff. Mm. So if you go 50-50, they kind of have to do like all the crazy crab ride bolos where they put their butterfly hooks in and spin you rather than the, rather than just like doing a forward roll and doing the mini stomp. Yep. Oh, sorry, the, the stomp bolo, whatever it's called, that one. So yeah, much better, I think, going, doing K-Guard, but it's not necessarily my favorite. I would say my favorite's still like a false reap entry or that one where you go like, shin x around their leg uh it's kind of like a full sweep you do a shin x around their leg uh but your bottom foot is already out and then you shoot your hips up we could do a we could do a j just the tip on that let's do a technique tip on that we're gonna throw that in at the end yeah okay or somewhere yeah just the tip on that that's a great one actually we'll listen that next week what, what's it called what a fool uh if you look up wolverine entry eddie cummings that's the one Eddie Cummings let's, let's Wolverine see that next entry. Tip, Wolverine <clears throat> entry. Yeah, I'll remember it anyway. But if you if you're watching a pod and you want to Google that, Eddie Cummings did an entry a while ago and like they made it much well. They, it's basically been developed a little bit to the point that it's like really effective now at getting you either backside fifty fifty or backside saddle or just normal saddle or just the knee depending on how good your partner is. Sweet. Finishing wise, I've been enjoying outside heel hooks quite a lot. I feel like my finishing on Mason Fowler. Yeah, Mason Fowler. Yeah, and people in training as well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, yeah. Anyway, won't get into it, but yeah. What happened, yeah? Yeah, some people just refuse to tap, and that's fine. That's their leg, but and I'm not going to crank any submissions, but I will apply the submission slowly. And if people don't tap and it starts to break, I'll let go, but it's already started to break at that point. So You've been breaking some people's legs recently, I hear. Well, yeah, not some people's, but yeah. I, I have. Basically, that's not on me. Like, yeah, it's my job to, it's my literal job to put the submission on, to apply the submission. And if it's not working, like I'm not getting a tap. I'm like, oh damn, like I'm shitting my job. I need to, I need to, I need to adjust. Do this. Yeah. So and and then you I the feel pulse. like I need to adjust and then I hear a, a and I'm like, okay, well, That's this guy's dumb. a fucking idiot. Because <laughs> uh, Yeah. No reason not to tap there other than like, Ego. Maybe, maybe like three or four people watching around and, and you don't want to seem like you lost. So you just let, let your foot break and then and then they'll know how hard you are, how much of a solid man you are. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> they'll know how flexible your foot is after it's already cracked. After it's fucking broken. <laughs> savage, That's how man. it works. So fucking dumb. Just tap to the leg lock, man. It's yeah. training. It's don't it's tap on. early, right? But if like... So you know if, when the fucking leg lock's on. And if you don't, then do tap early, right? But if you're a leg lock guy, right? Yeah. Unless it just instantly pops. So I've not tapped to leg locks. Not because not because I didn't want to, just because it broke instantly, right? That's yeah. I'm allowing myself for that because it wasn't a choice. But if it's going on slowly and you're aware that your leg is breaking and you just let it break and it's training, then you're a fucking idiot. Yes. Even in most competitions, if you do that, I feel like that's just stupid. Unless you're getting paid like wild money to let your leg break then you've got to just like you know how much is my foot worth yeah yeah like for me adcc first place 
ADCC first place. Yeah, but what's that? That's like 10K or something, isn't it? Yeah, but it's the aftermath. It's the, it's the added benefits yeah, of being I guess ADCC it's the, D- the DVD. How much would you value an ADCC first place at? 100K? Um, I mean, it sets you up for life, obviously, but let's say for life. in the near future. I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to put a price on, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to put a price on. Exactly, yeah. But if we're talking straight monetary value, like... Probably 100 grand, yeah. Probably more than a hundred grand over a lifetime, but what about, uh, what about the glory, <clears throat> the glory of running a going, going about your day knowing that you're, you're a hard hitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I would like to see a rematch with Junk Giancarlo. Yeah, that'd be good fun. He's a nice guy as well. He put up a flow interviews. He was he wasn't shit talking me basically. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He was saying the Irish guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah, but he wasn't. I watched that interview. He was basically saying that. They were asking him, well, did you know anything about your opponents? He's like, nah, not really. And then I watched some of his matches. I saw that he was comfy on the legs and that he actually preferred to sit. If he got a leg, he wouldn't come up on top. So he said he was, he was pretty confident to just like, you like sit down if he needed to in leg entries and not be too concerned that I'm going to try and come up uh, on top. So he obviously watched a couple of my matches. Yeah. But yeah, that wasn't my strategy for ADCC because I feel like that's a terrible strategy. Right. Going on top. <laughs> Really? Yeah, because you don't get stalling calls on the bottom. You get like very harsh stalling calls on top. I feel like it's much easier to give up a sweep. If you play top, you also have to like commit to the fact that if they stand up, which is much easier than them sweeping you, if they just stand up, <laughs> now you have to wrestle them. Yes. So if you're on top, there's no scenario where you can just like chill and not give up any points. Yes. Like Whereas if you go on top, you're either good at passing and good at wrestling. If you're not good at both, then you're kind of fucked. Yeah. Whereas if you play guard, you just have to be good at guard. That's your thing. Yeah. Good guard, yeah, good guard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm flexible enough. That's what I spend most of my time doing. And the legs are good entries to, like, it could give you a good sweep if that was your strategy. Or maybe if it was like points points portion of it, then I would have started to come up on the sweeps and stuff like that. But Or a good bowler. Yeah. Yeah. And a good bowler as well. Choice, arm yeah. bars, et cetera. Yeah. All this from guard. But yeah, if we're talking about strictly legs and like what you can get out of legs, it tends to be like you do a leg lock. They sit to their butt and start to scoot away, which makes it very hard for you to like continue leg locking them and switching between legs. So you have to stand up to start to apply pressure down to them so they start, can't move away so much. Then you can go back to the legs maybe, but that, then you've already kind of taken top position. Mm. So yeah, that's why I feel like playing guard is like very good in the first portion. I feel like you also get stalling calls as well in the first five minute, first five minutes of ADCC. Really? Which is crazy. First five minutes. Yeah, even when there's no points, you still you can still get stalling calls, which is kind of. They just want action all the time. Action, action, action. It makes sense on the one hand, but it's like, then there's literally zero reason to play top other than the physical pressure of your gravity like weighing down on them. And yeah, if you're not if you're not actually applying that pressure correctly, then yeah, yeah, swept. Yeah, and it takes. I feel like it takes a long time to figure someone out. Like if like five minutes, if you're passing like a a nice developed guard in five minutes, you either really like applied the pressure early, or they fucked up, or you did some like spectacular one hit pass. But for the most part, if you want to like, you gotta break someone down for a little bit. You gotta you know a couple scrambles, and then they start to get tired and they start to get lazy. That's why those twenty minute, forty minute matches are good. Like yeah. shout out like. Classic Gordon, Gordon, yeah. and uh, Gordon, Gordon, and Pena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Gordon. Yeah, he's exactly yeah something like Two that. Took like forty minutes to break him down. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, like you said, he probably wasn't trying for the first bit. Not not trying, but conserving energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not not wasting energy for stuff that he he doesn't think is hundred percent. But definitely, if 
Felipe just made a huge error, he probably would have just taken it and fucked him. For sure. Yeah. Like if he lifted his neck up, he would have taken it. But I feel like Gordon was doing like 75% in the scrambles and yeah. Felipe was doing more like 100 to defend himself. Yeah, yeah. And Gordon was just trying to make him suffer for a little bit and then he was happy to take top position again. He's going to fuck him up in the third fight. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think so? What, Gordon's going to fuck Felipe up? Yeah. Again, yeah, yeah. Felipe looks juicy. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah. He's always looking juicy, but now he's looking I think super he, juicy. He always was juicy, yeah, but so is Gordon. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference, yeah. I mean, they should both just get off it. Say, like, gentleman's agreement. <laughs> why, why bother? <laughs> if, you're, if everyone's going to do it, there's no point. Yeah. You may as well just get off of it. Because you're not trying to measure who's got the better fucking chemist. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's no point. Or being on the juice. Actually, like, there is a point being on the juice because then you can get better at jiu-jitsu and your life experience might be slightly improved because you're actually like doing better in training. You always feel good and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. the point of the jiu-jitsu competition is not to measure who has the best chemist. Like, no one cares about that. Like, it should be measuring who has the best technique. I yeah. think like, especially in stuff like sprinting, okay, obviously juice is going to make all the difference, isn't it? Yeah, so huge difference. So it makes less. Well, it's, it's genetics. Sprinting is like genetics and yeah, then yeah. juice. Yeah, genetics. Yeah, but let's say, like, out of the top ten, there was always going to be the same top ten. That's the argument for juices, isn't it? It's always yeah. going to be the top ten, whether or not you juice. But I don't think that's true for jujitsu, right? If like the top ten people stop juicing in jujitsu, then the people that are already doing okay without juice would then be in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. So it's a tricky one. Like people ask. Um, it's a good topic, actually. People ask about you. They're like, "Oh, do you think Owen would have benefited benefited from getting on the on the source um, mm. from ADCC?" And my answer is no. I was like, "Look, we just we just wanted to get you. We wanted to get you to a point that you're not going to be bullied by anyone, and you're like like enough, having that physicality yeah. to just fucking equally something like EPO <clears throat> would be fucking so great, yeah? wouldn't it? something like EPO would be great." Would be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EPO, but, think about it. Just infinite cardio. Like that's a whole. Yeah, sure. But it's like. It, like it, it wouldn't have benefited you any more in your performance. Your performance was, was like yeah. It, it could wasn't have pushed more though. Could have pushed more. Could have pushed way more if I was EPOing. Potentially, yeah. but like say steroids and like getting like super strong and, and stuff. It would just been like you would have put on too much muscle. We'd have had to go, had to gone up weight class. Do you yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, okay, like, yeah. Like you you already put yeah. on like ten k essentially ten kgs of muscle. Yeah, which is fucking crazy for someone who just starts to lift weights. Yeah, and if you if you added steroids to that, you would have gone fucking way too big. Potentially, like, <laughs> been amazing. potentially like injured yourself as well. But yeah. yeah, you could, you could argue EPO, but then you could have, we could have argued. We just added an extra conditioning session into your workout. We should actually do that. We yeah. should do, we should do yeah, one. Start doing that, yeah. Let's do that. Why not? Literally. One conditioning set. There's a bike over there. One, one conditioning session per week. And we'll see what, the, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Do it for eight weeks. See what the, see what the difference is. Yeah. I hate it, but that's fine. Guess yeah. I have to do it. It's good. I yeah, I rate I rate it. Well, yeah, it's all well and good. After until you until you're doing it until you're actually fucking on the versa climber or the air, air done. Yeah, yeah. The versa climber's worse. Yeah, the versa climber sucks. Versa climber is the worst. Probably one of the worst memories I've ever had. Because there's no rest on it. You just you're stuck. You have to work yeah. or you get off. Remember at London Shoot Fighters, Alexis just shouting at me was on the Versa Climber. Go, you yeah. fucking pussy. Yeah. yeah, he said, if you're going to have a heart attack, fucking have a heart attack now. <laughs> you're 25 <laughs> years old. I was like, okay. Yeah. We're going to die for a warm-up, but... Die in the Versa Climber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But equally, 
Yeah, that was a terrible warm-up. I was not aware that that was what the VersaClimber entailed. I used to do it to my clients. Like, All right, three minutes on the VersaClimber, see how many calories you can do. Three minutes? Yeah, three minutes. And would you be shouting at them or just let them go? Like, Come pace? on, let's fucking go. I'd, I'd like let, let them go. I hate that. Horrific. I mean, it needs to be done, but I fucking hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I used to do 80 calories in three minutes on the VersaClimber. Damn. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. It was fast. What's that, an hour? You can't, work you, can't, you, can't, you can't work at that pace for an hour, man. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll start adding some conditioning work into your repertoire once per week. Yeah. We'll do it together. Get an assault bike. Fuck. I hate that shit. <laughs> we'll just see if it makes a difference. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be great, but I just hate it. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. It's just the worst, the worst sort of training you could possibly do. We do all the strength. We don't do any conditioning. <clears throat> it's good to do. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a bit, got to be like, done. It's a good question for people ask that all the time. What kind of conditioning work should I do? And it's like, just be consistent again. Like, be consistent with yeah. a set piece for a couple of weeks and see if you can make improvements on it. So, like, choose, choose like, a, a work-to-rest ratio you want to work on. Let's say you do... Even just a longer piece, most people are going to benefit from just like expanding their aerobic capacity in general. Yeah. So it's like if you do longer pieces, working at like 70 to like even 60 to 80% for let's say like between half an hour to 60 minutes, that is really good for increasing your overall aerobic capacity and work yeah. work like over a workload what it does it increases like the size of the left ventricle in your heart allows more blood flow more nice. blood flow better recovery and then like that's if you're really unfit so i would say do that to get your fitness up like let's say half an hour pieces if you're already in pretty good shape then you can start yeah. fucking around with some interval work so some of the stuff that i program for my guys you could look to do like 60 seconds on 90 seconds off times 10 rounds do that for four weeks and see if you can get better and better over the four weeks which yeah. which which you will and then you're improving your fitness yeah. and then change it up start doing like five minutes on two minutes off do that for four weeks doesn't yeah. have to you have to break the bank on these things literally people are like oh anaerobic capacity air lactic just fucking get get on that fucking air dine yeah. or rower or versa climber rows rows a good shot like yeah. yeah. 500 meters on 60 seconds it seems off quite taxing though the rower doesn't it yeah it's, compared it's, to an air dime where it's more like I guess slightly less resistance and more just like moving the body. The reason why I like the air down is it's low skill. You can just jump on it. You don't need any skill to move it. With yeah. a roller, you're actually being more technical and technically efficient. So like taking time to learn the technique is going to make you a better roller because you get more out of your stroke rate. You know how to pace yourself better. And the more you yeah. can get out of like having better technique, the efficient you are, the easier it is to pull. So the yeah. harder you can work. So it's worthwhile if you're using the roller to learn technique. Same for the ski erg. The better your technique is... The, the easier it is to move and produce watts, produce force. Yeah. Whereas on the air down, you just oh, yeah. need to be, you just need to move. You just fucking pedal and use your arms. Yeah. It's yeah, low skill. That. So for most people, just get on a fucking air down and just work. Yeah. I feel like there's, there's techniques to the Versa Climber as well. Yeah, there is, but it's not, it's not as technical as like a ski yoga or a no. rowing machine. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the only technique I remember is just keeping you, keeping close to it. Diverse climber, yeah, yeah. Keep, like you, hang off of it. Exactly. If you hang off it, you're just fucking. You're out here, and it's way hard. But if you're keeping close upright, like a like a vertical bear crawl position. Yeah, yeah that's fucking hard. It's oh. it's it's it's, it's diver, if you're using a versa climber, but good luck, man. It's fucking. It's memory. very hard. I would do like try. And, I've done longer pieces on that. I've done half an hour pieces on the versa climber before. Yeah, it was very hard. <laughs> But I've got, good, I've got good time. cardio, man. You One can't of, even look at anything either. You're just <laughs> you're looking at the, like, at the fucking black machine. thing just in between, yeah. Yeah. And you can never be comfortable. I think it makes, I think it does make a difference. I mean, we answer this question quite a lot. What's the best thing to do for your conditioning to, to get, improve your gas tank for mm. jiu-jitsu? So like 
technical efficiency jiu-jitsu technique and everything aside yeah like conditioning work is going to be helpful so lifting weights first of all being strong enough to produce force so that's where lifting weights is going to help if you're doing like superset and working a high intensity in the weights room that's again going to improve your work that's a big clip that was disgusting so that's it that, <laughs> being oh be, being super strong oh, being super strong in the we'll add that we'll keep it down um being super strong in the weight room is going to improve your overall work capacity so you can go to the jiu-jitsu mat like do more yeah. things be able to do more things more frequently and with better technique etc yeah. which is overall going to improve your capacity to work longer on the mats but if you're doing extra aerobic work outside and it, it only it only has to be like once per week imagine you got already got a busy jiu-jitsu schedule you do yeah. jiu-jitsu like six days a week or let's say between most guys are doing like between I don't know, four or five sessions a week, then you add two weight sessions to that, then you add one conditioning session for that. You're going yeah. to recover from all that stuff. If you get really brave and you really like the conditioning work, you could add another one in because it's not as taxing as lifting weights. But still, start with one, repeat the same workout for four weeks, see if you can improve on it and then change it up. So would you say, how does it tax you? Let's say I was to jump on the bike. Maybe I have a bit of legs pain and a bit of arms pain, but just burning your lungs, what is that going to actually... It's, it's about how tired you are to get on it, to, be, to actually be able to produce force. If you're fucking tired and it's like, oh, I, like I just can't keep the watts up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's say, let's say I put you on a 20 minute air down. I'm like, okay, Owen, I want you to keep over 320 watts for the, for the next half an hour. Yeah. And, you're, and your legs are fucked. That's going to be quite hard because your legs are sore. And you're like, like, let's say you're really fucking exhausted yeah. before you go into that. You're not, not going to be able to, you're just not going to be able to produce the force that you need to, to continue that effort. And let's say after, like, if you did it day on day, would it get easier or harder? Uh, day on day, it wouldn't make it, like, because we're talking about short pieces here, yeah. it's not, you're not going to be sore from doing that. Okay, no way. Fine. If you're an absolute beginner, you're probably going to get a little bit sore, yeah. but that's going to dissipate pretty quickly. But no, you'll be fine. You, so, can, you, can, repeat, you can repeat air dime workouts every day. So what are you actually overloading when you do it? Is it literally your lungs? Lungs, yeah. Just like the whatever. The Obviously, your legs, your legs have to work. But like, let's say you're doing a thirty to sixty minute piece yeah. at sixty to seventy percent of your maximum heart rate. What that's doing is that's like your your, your lungs are working. Your body's pumping a lot of blood around the body. Yeah. You're actually increasing the size of the, yeah. the amount of blood being pumped through your heart. So your heart is your heart is adapting to that stimulus. Would it make your diaphragm stronger? Uh, I'm actually gonna. I'm, just I'm guessing here. I don't even know. I've actually got a no, no, no. It wouldn't make your diaphragm stronger. It'd make your. It, 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 it's better for your heart. Yeah. It's it's the amount of blood it's and oxygen your your, your heart can pump around. Yeah. That's what this is about. Yeah. It, it, it's not and like potentially increasing your lung capacity, but it's not going to do your diaphragm. Doing stuff with your diaphragm. I'm actually got a seminar on this next week. Um, Was well, there any value to that? I see exercise where people put like a fucking, like a big weight on their stomach and just breathe through their di diaphragm. I don't know. We'll find out next week after yeah. I go to this uh, Angus Bradley seminar. He, he like he talks a lot about rotation and core stuff for, for athletes. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We do that. I don't um, No, but it, adding one conditioning session, start with one. See if it improves your jiu-jitsu. Probably it, it most likely is going to improve your gas tank. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm keen then. Go Let's ahead. Let's do it. We'll do it. Yeah. Better than the Versa Climber. As long as it keeps me off the verse climber. We'll get, on, we'll get on the air, Doug. Yeah.
Yeah, I'm keen. I, I I do enjoy the conditioning stuff. You just feel good for doing it as well. You get off and you're like, fuck yeah. Also, if you have access to a sauna, so if, when we go to we'll go to third space, this yeah. gym, and we'll go sauna after. So like, there's evidence showing that if you do a conditioning workout, then you go to the sauna after, your heart rate stays at a certain rate for longer because you're in a sauna, your heart rate stays elevated. So that's beneficial for, again for your heart pumping blood around the body, which is beneficial for your overall conditioning, like just cardio health. Essentially, yeah, yeah. it's just good for your health. Yeah, but it will it will increase your cardio a little we bit. We used to do that after jits in uh, Urban Kings sauna. We do jiu jitsu and then go to the sauna. Yeah, yeah, and yeah it's all fucking terrible afterwards. To be fair, but you need to make sure you're hydrating as well. Yeah, so like yeah. as soon as you have your hydration tablets, all that kind of shit. That was it. Not hydrating enough. If you're in jiu jitsu, exactly. If you go into a sauna, you're already dehydrated. It's gonna be fucking then your heart hell. Will be pumping hard. Yeah, so I do can I do my conditioning stuff. I'll cool down very slightly, so maybe like five minute, five to ten minute transition. From like walking upstairs, chilling out for a little bit, get my water in, and then go sauna, and then hydrate after. That's key. Nice, something. All right, so that's that's conditioning stuff. Nice. How do we get onto that? Huh? How do we get onto that? Oh yeah, EPO. You, you, EPO, you, you yeah. about jogs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out TJ Dillashaw, man. Oh yeah, shout out Meow Bros. Are they in the EPO? I think they were. Yeah, I think they got popped for EPO back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Great idea. I mean, for if the whole point is to be efficient, and then you just take EPO, and you don't have to be efficient anymore. But this goes down against the point where it's just like, do you need, like, what if you just added in, let's say for the Miyabras, what if they took away one jiu-jitsu session? Yeah, I bet they don't add any SNC. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just fucking do SNC. Like, yeah. again, back to that question, would Owen have benefited from doing steroids? No, yeah, because he already started, no, definitely not, because yeah. you already started SNC. And to be honest, you got the best result possible yeah. from that from that training. Yeah, true that. It couldn't have got any better, yeah. I don't think. Yeah would have been very suspect if it did. very suspect <laughs> yeah and it already was suspect <laughs> it was already looking yeah so soft. if you're start if you're like start if you're new to starting out strength and conditioning just make sure you have a what just understand whatever program you're going to do you're going to get a good result from but if it's structured if it's structured and well thought out the result's going to be tenfold and, and if you couple that with good nutrition and sleep you, yeah. it's a winner yeah honestly think because i cut my hair people thought i was on juice Hair lot. You were losing hair. Just I was already losing hair prior to the swollenness, and then I just shaved. Also, what was left? This is this is. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm thinking of here, but that, that photo I put out in that transition. Yeah, it's like Owen was already fucking shredded before shredded, that. Yeah, he, yeah. Like it doesn't look like in the photo. You look like yeah. a little skinny cunt. Yeah. but like you, he was already shredded, skinny like fat. 79 kgs. Not fat yeah. at all. You're no, shredded. No, yeah, I was shredded. Yeah, and then you just put on. Yeah. 10 kgs of lean muscle. muscle. Yeah, exactly. 10 kgs of Food. lean muscle. Eating. like sounds suspect. Eating. I wouldn't say I was as lean whilst I was gaining weight, though. There were times where I was starting to get a bit a bit porky, and then it came off just when I missed days of eating. What's your current weight now? Uh, I weighed myself 89.3 yesterday. Yeah, nice. In, yeah. Shredded as well. Yeah, shred. <laughs> Here's a question that we had. Would you rather be... This is a stupid question. I don't know the answer. Would you rather be ADCC, ADCC champion or IBG, IBJJF champion? Right, ADCC, yeah. There we go. That's yeah, there's like a thousand IBJJF, like, yeah. If Do you, you think those IBJJF no-gi tournaments are worth anything? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The black belt adult, that's fine. That's the world champion, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. I think there needs to be one dominant organization for no-gi. ADCC. It's ADCC. But on the other hand, all it is is different rule set. And like you have to do trials, but now you have to do trials for IBJJF as well. You have to get That's all good. the points, don't you? Like you have to get—it's not trials, but you have to get like points. The only thing is, IBJJF is a fucking ripoff. 
Like, Bro, it's, it, it, for, for, it's fucking expensive. Like, yeah. if you look at, like, entering a gi and no-gi tournament, it's like yeah. 250 quid. Yeah. Quid, quid. Yeah. Oh, no, dollars. Pants, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah, more in dollars, of course. And yeah. they probably charge more in America as well because they can get away with it. But, yeah, no, I like... I never liked IBGF events. I don't like advantages. I think that that is just dumb and subjective. And I Do you like, like what? Dumb and subjective. What, which, which one's this? Advantages. Oh, advantages, yeah. yeah. Like almost points. A like few of my guys lost some advantages this weekend. Yeah. Baby Hippo, on Jones, Faris as well, lost advantages, yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's just dumb. Like, just let the referee make a decision. If it's, if it's that obvious that they were so close, well, let the referee make a decision. But don't just like you're fucking them up the whole time and you don't get advantages for things that you know are close and they get an advantage for something that was just like not close because you have a frame in or it's like a really close frame but you, you trust in it 100% and then they get their advantage and then it's like, okay, now I'm just going to stall for the rest of the match. Which is what I would do too, but yeah. that's why I wouldn't compete in Abby's Jeff anymore. You're never going to go to? I will do eventually, but I'm not going to take it very seriously because I don't like the rule set. Basically, yeah. if I'm like, that's why I don't want to do it because I don't really enjoy the thought of competing for like 10 minutes against someone who's just looking to get advantages and negate points. Fair play. Yeah, I think ADCC they call the stalling really hard, like they're on you. If you back out yeah. two steps, you, you're stalling, bro. Come back in now, or, or that, you're getting a negative. But that's what they're trying to do, they're trying to make the sport more popular. Yeah, and it's like that's just fine, don't dude. fucking stall. Yeah. yeah, like if you look at wrestling, stalling calls are given, and judo, yeah. they are given fast. Like if you straighten your arms in judo and hold someone like this at arm's length, they're on like, you. Unless you already get thrown, you're gonna get a stalling call. Same for wrestlers, if wrestlers keep like clubbing each other and keep fucking clinching in the head, yeah. head ties, they're like, you have to move. We're yeah, yeah. points yeah exactly even, the, even watching live so live first thing um, I can't remember who's facing but like the guys were just on it within like 10 seconds they just kept going like club 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 yeah. and the guy's like you need to fucking advance make, yeah, yeah. Make, to yeah. shoot takedown like yeah that's again sometimes the clubbing is key to set things up or to like tire someone out yeah, yeah. but they do it more strategic like that that's yeah. a bad like but like say that yeah. they're just head tying each other yeah the refs like being, move if they're both being counter attacking then you start to, it starts to look a bit stally from both people. How do you yeah. think you'd go against Sid Alive in a jiu-jitsu match? When jiu-jitsu? Uh, submission grappling. Well, yeah, just pull guard and get the legs. Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon you get that? Yes. Sid yeah, Alive. come on. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not even, like, I don't know how, maybe he's done jiu-jitsu to be fair, but like, and maybe he just like holds me in mount for an hour and then I tap, but how's he going to submit me first of all? And second of all, how's he going to defend the legs? He's probably going to be wearing boots. It's over. Yeah, it's done. Khabib. But different story. Yeah, different story because he's like an MMA guy. He's very well aware of the submissions. And also he's probably like a an athletic freak. I guess Sadulive is as well. But but the fact that he's got is probably zero jiu-jitsu, whereas Khabib has like excellent grappling all around. And he's probably aware of the heel hooks. Let's be real. Like he's, you know, he's like Eastern European. He gets them. Yeah, he get, yeah, yeah, he'll get it. He'll understand the heel hooks. But that said, like... It's so fiddly, all the heel hook stuff. If you're just not on point for a second, you'll get caught. And I feel like if I just play like a shell guard and he goes to engage in the shell guard like he would do in MMA with, where he's used to punching people, I don't think it'll be very easy. On the other hand, his balance will be like exceptional. So if I want to actually tie up both of his legs, which is kind of what you need to do, then it's not going to be easy. Now, when I was trying to get the legs on our wrestling coach, Andrew, uh, it was very difficult because of how well he balanced and, ha and did hand fighting. Like his hand fighting was so good. And if he's able to win the hand fighting, then you're basically not able to make proper connection to the legs for long enough that you can get your own legs involved on their legs. Interesting. Yeah. So normally it's about like, 
Yeah, normally it'd be like you're playing guard, you're using your legs to frame, then you underhook a leg, and then I use my legs to frame and push them rather than just like absorb, and then I can like push them and pull the leg at the same time. But let's say you underhook the leg and you start to get your legs in place and they're doing something to fuck with your underhook every single time, then yeah, it's not going to happen. You're not going to get their legs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd like to find out how I go against Khabib. That'd be fucking yeah, sick. That'd be a great match. <laughs> Daniel Cormier, but yes, big bowling yeah, ball. Yeah, just yeah. heel hook him. I don't think any of the MMA guys are very good at heel hooks. I feel like John Jones. I saw a little clip of John Jones doing a heel hook the other day. It looked fucking solid. And like, he's also just such a he's a freak. He's like a, a natural born killer, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was asking Roger about John Jones. I was like, Roger, do you think you'd smash John Jones into grappling match? You're like, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair. Yeah. But yeah. That makes sense as well. Roger's a big, a big unit and he's also extremely good at like everything. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm extremely good at everything, but I'm good at heel hooks. But now I think the MMA guys are so terrible at heel hooks that like in a grappling it's a, match. It's a, it's a different story, yeah. Yeah, sooner or later, Hard to compare. you're just going to get put in a leg entanglement and you won't have a way out. Apples and oranges. Yeah, bro. Apples and oranges. Keep your oranges. Nice. More, more questions. More questions. Owens diet, full day of eating. Okay. My you diet. You this? Normally I'll start, well, most of the time I'm eating out, so I'm going eating. Get, get a little bit closer to the like, like bougie cafes and that sort of shit. Oh, you're spending dough. Yeah, I like spend to, that podcast I like to spend, money. Spend, yeah, spend podcast <laughs> winnings on the, you know, like random shops around Hammersmith. And like, yeah, I like to, I like to spend a lot of money on food. So anything that I like, I'll buy it. I get deliveries probably at least five times a week. What's your uh, go-to? Uh, I try and vary it as much as possible. I just don't try and eat the same food all the time. Also, I'm going to stop eating vegetables since Mark McQueen told us to. Really? Yeah, fuck that. I'm not eating vegetables. <laughs> fuck that. What? When they, they say eat a vegetable to be big and strong. <laughs> it's crazy. And, and they're tiny. They're not Mark McQueen size. It's size. so funny, Your man. parents chatting shit about that was, eating it's, vegetables. It's such an interesting topic. Like, this is the thing with like S&T coaches and physios and all that kind of shit. Like, it's case by case some people are just fucking freaks and they can just get away with so much like yeah. Michael Queen lets you train like set, you'll, you'll see in the podcast when it comes out you'll yeah. get it you'll see it you'll see it's coming <laughs> out soon it. watch that podcast understand. Um, yeah. he uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't I can't believe it he doesn't eat any vegetables yeah, yeah. I, I actually had his uh, Subway order yesterday as well yeah I went to Subway because I was like yeah fuck it clearly see how you feel like, I, I stopped eating Subway because I used to get headaches and shit and I don't get headaches for any food but Subway gave me headaches. Did it give you a headache yesterday? No. <laughs> so I'm back. I got Italian BMT, honey mustard, chipotle. Chipotle, yeah. Chipotle, yeah. And, uh, and hearty Italian, six inch. Nice, six inch. Which is huge, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Massive. Definitely penis size, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's subtle. Nice. We'll call it there. We'll call it there. <laughs> Uh, okay. Should we call it there? What time I feel like it? it's been long enough. It's half five. I want to go home. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Hold on. We got a few more questions. Let's, oh, let's do one more then. Owens, I always get this question. Owens current weight and height. Current weight, you already said height. 183.5. Okay. Uh, tips for guard retention, flexibility, elbows inside knee or outside knees? Elbows. It depends. Uh, I like to. So, easy tip for guard retention is self frames, right? If you can frame on your own legs, you're gonna save yourself a lot of trouble and like and like hip scooting. Like if someone tries to push your knees to the side and you're posting your on your knee and blocking your elbow on the floor, they're not gonna push your knee no matter what, and they have to circle around it. Mm. And then you can start to use your hands to grab them. And like, let's say you're holding your knees, they circle around, you go to grab 
them with your hand when you see them circle around and then they go back to your leg that's when you've got to be careful but if you keep your frames and they just stay in front of you you're fine like they're not going to mm. push your knees either side and they're not going to collapse anything like or if someone let's say you're shin on shin someone tries to knee cut you can block your inside leg and they won't be able to knee cut that side yeah and yeah. Then you can tip them back to the other side and get your uh shin on shin shit so yeah if you just like look up self-framing i don't know rafael mendes does it mikey musumechi does it like anyone who's got a good guard will, will do that kind of shit basically self-framing yeah self-frames where you just like use your elbow like let's say wide elbows is a kind of example of that where you can push off your elbows to bring your body back in line whereas if your elbows are tight in and someone turns you you're just going to get turned there's yeah. nothing to block you so a better version of wide elbows is wide elbows like holding your thigh and that's a good guard tip there nice. you go also knees to chest knees that's to an chest. easy one if you're if you're lazy and you keep your knees like at 90 degrees from your hips I wouldn't even say that's lazy. I'd say that's just uninformed. Your knees should be closer to your chest, basically. Yeah. Like for most of the time I watch people playing guard, the guard looks like half good, but it doesn't look seriously good. And when a guard looks seriously good, it's because people are like really concave. Their knees are tight to their chest. Abs. Yeah, abs. Yeah, hip flexors and the side abs as well. Obliques. Yeah, got to get those Cerratus. good. If you want to heel hook people, you've got to have strong obliques. Big time. Yeah. yeah Legit, we, that's I, the main I, thing. I suffered a lot, actually. Well, not suffered yeah. a lot, but it's the, you realize that when we first started doing them yeah the side crunch bro side strings and side crunching that's all you need to heel hook folk yeah fucking big biceps big biceps yeah, yeah. That's all right key. last question we'll finish up uh why are five to why is five to 15 rep ranges important for bjj guys i'd say so a guy called michael chattel he's, he's a sports scientist did a phd in um sports science so he's been fucking studying for like 10 years on yeah. how to exercise efficiently he put out a dvd on bjj fanatics you can watch that or you could just by my strength and conditioning program mm -hmm. um why five he said five to ten i say five to fifteen just because you, if you work above ten reps it's a little bit more hypertrophy benefit but if you look at five reps five reps is great for developing power and strength so is five actually five to ten reps is excellent for building potentially power strength and hypertrophy you can get great hypertrophy gains from up to ten reps Great strength gains from up to five reps and great power gains from anywhere between five to 10. As long as you're moving the bar fast and the intent to move the bar fast, you're going to get some good gains for power for that. Mm. Why I like 15 reps is if, if we're doing like isolation exercises or uh, some of the accessory stuff, pushing to 12, 15 is nice. I usually only just do 15 reps for like body weight exercises, like rows and push ups and pull ups and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or isolation isolation exercises like skull crushes, bicep curls, and variations of bicep and tricep exercises. So that answers that question. That muscle endurance sort of thing. Muscle endurance, yeah. You, you get a little bit more muscle endurance from 10 to 15 reps. Yeah. Um, but five to let's say between five to 10, you're gonna get excellent power strength and hypertrophy assuming that you're would there be any value in us going back to like let's say like a 70 kilo deadlift and doing 15 reps or is that just completely no way that would be such a waste of time okay because no, you no you're you're what you're well past the stimulus of that and that wouldn't even be challenging for you also so that that's a really good question so like if we think of like deadlifts and squats yeah uh, those exercises they have a they'll have a high stimulus to fatigue ratio a stimulus to fatigue ratio means so if i get you doing high reps on a deadlift let's say 15 to 20 reps on a deadlift most likely your lower back and like lats or maybe your grip is going to wear out faster than your hamstrings and glutes if that makes sense okay, whereas like the target muscle group area for the for building a good deadlift is so, let's get like good glute recruitment back it's not like your lower back's going to fatigue or okay. if i if we get you on a back squat i'm like okay 
let's use a reasonably heavy weight. Let's say a weight that's going to be uh, like a seven to eight RPE. Yeah. And I want to know when you do 15 reps on this back squat, your core and lower back is probably going to fatigue more so than your quads and your ass. Yeah. Okay. Whereas if I do a Bulgarian split squat for 12 reps, your legs are just going to be fucking burning. Or like if I put you in a leg press, your legs are going to be fucking burning. It's also to do with the relevant relative weight of the weight compared to you as well. Yeah. Like, because you still, if you do a deadlift, you still have to lift yourself up, don't you? Like that same amount. Yeah. So, but it's, it's the fatigue ratio of it. Like, yeah. Doing high reps, high reps and deadlifts at heavier weights is probably not the best. You're gonna you're gonna reach mechanical breakdown. Something's probably yeah. probably gonna break down. That those big compound exercises are usually best between five to ten rep ranges. I would say even less. Yeah. Like I usually say one to five. The reason why I don't do anything below five is because it, you don't need to for jiu-jitsu. We're not we're not trying to to lift a maximum weight, yeah. and that's not particularly that helpful for jiu-jitsu. Working at five is, yeah. is good enough to move fast, hard, get good strength, get strength adaptations. Do you get good stimulus yeah. from it? Yeah, it makes sense. Nice. Fair. All right then. Well, that answers that. Let's uh, let's finish up this pod, man. Nice, it's done. Great to see you again. Uh, we got any things to say? Yeah, we do. To uh, support the podcast, support Owen Flanagan. Where can we find your? So at Owen Flanagan on Instagram. You can go and come to my school at Submission uh, underscore yeah, Grappling yeah. underscore Club Monday six to nine PM. Yeah. If you're a noob or if you're a legit human being, you can come. <laughs> you can come to the sessions. <laughs> Yeah, you'll see all the DVD stuff in the show notes now. Um, so get Owen's instructionals, downright sloppy butter, butterfly guard. Yeah, oh, I should have called it that, butter guard. Butter guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a shame. COVID variant, leg yeah. locks. Uh, <laughs> Close again. Shout us out, on, follow <laughs> us on Instagram. Remember, like, subscribe to the YouTube podcast, do all that shit. Yeah, watch the YouTube for the full version of just the tip, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, we, we release once a week, just a tip. You'll yeah. see it. You'll get it. If you yeah, like yeah. it, like, share it, subscribe. Look at that. Good to see you. Welcome. Great to see you.